Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Are we on? Fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, David, what is your long-term prognosis for our economy? Uh-huh. Well, that's a generalized softball. Uh-huh. Or, or, or hardball, whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, what is my long-term prognosis for our economy? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm worried about our economy. I mean, when you look at, when you look at what's happened to living standards for something close to the majority of American people. Sure. They've really stagnated, yeah. right? And I actually think that's behind so much of what we've been talking about here. Why do people believe, believe crazy stuff, right? Like the pedophilia stuff. Well, you know, if, if, if I made less money than my parents and I was less healthy than my grandparents and I looked around my community and it was filled with all kinds of social problems like opioid addiction, I'd be pretty angry, and I might be tempted to believe all kinds of bad stuff because the things that the experts were telling me didn't really conform to what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking backwards, not forwards there, because the real answer to the question is no one knows what the long-term <laughs> prognosis for the economy is. Don't trust anyone But we have, does, new, but we have problems we haven't had in a very long time, like inflation. Yes. So, and and yeah. certainly we have been running up the debt, but not the levels that we have in recent years where we just sort of went, oh... Numbers don't mean anything. I remember when, uh, you know, in 08, when we passed, or was it 09 when Obama first got in and and the the bill to bail out the economy was like $780 billion. And they were like, well, we we can't go to a trillion. That would just freak people out. And now they write it like it's the dinner check. Just, (laughs) I I don't know where that leads. I don't know if that's... And, and I don't... But we are in highly unusual conditions. I think it's worth saying that. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, well, and we're, not I think Joe Biden... of, we're not in the middle of one. And it's, no, we're not. And it's debatable but... as to whether we should have lost our shit to that degree. And there are also people who say lockdowns didn't really change anything. But I think what, I think what um, uh, David was getting at was the deep, long-term structural problems in our economy, which President yes. Biden was seriously trying to address, and every other Democrat in Congress, except Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Uh, the one thing I am, agree with Joe Manchin on is, if you don't like me, elect more Democrats. So I hope that what we have seen will not depress turnout for 2022 and beyond, because we really need it. All of the things that were in the Build Back Better bill, so many of them were so popular and so vital. I mean, the pandemic revealed, just to take one, that we have a child care crisis in this economy. I mean, women just hemorrhaged out of the workforce because they were trying to raise their kids at home, they were trying to deal with all these issues, and they couldn't take it anymore. So we have... That's just one index of many, many deep structural problems that we have that Democrats have tried to deal with, and they're being blocked by this crazy Republican Party that's caught between its rich donors like the Kochs and this inflamed base that believes okay. in widespread pedophilia. But I think, I think it is important to pull out the lens and look at some of the larger you know, issues that are at stake, and I think David did a 
really nice job. So let me ask. Let me ask this. It's kind of anecdotal, <laughs> but uh, so if the answer is taxing the rich more, yes, I, I'm going to own up to it. I'm rich. <laughs> I don't feel that bad about it. Yes. I appreciate HBO's generosity. <laughs> all these. Years. So how could it be that, like, for I can't remember the last year when I paid uh, less than half of what I make to the government. I pay more than half because it's 39% federal and out here 13. And that's without, you know, fees and getting well, your you- solar hooked up and, you know, <laughs> ta- you know, di- but you should become a billionaire ta- because billionaires, it was just exposed with the effort to get to I a should. 20% because they're, <laughs> they're only paying. Do you have a kit a, that I could? Uh, they're only paying an average of eight percent a year, while the rest of us schmoes are paying. You know, a third is that what it is? I'm yeah, just, I'm, no. Again, I'm just a schmuck who pays my taxes. Washington Post is excellent. How can I pay so much in taxes and yet still so much of the country is living? Paycheck to paycheck. I mean, it's the answer, I, I don't know how high they can go. I think the two things are, I have no doubt you're paying a lot in taxes. But I, think, <laughs> but I, think, I, I mean, I wouldn't that. mind if I didn't also have this other thing on my shoulders, which is uh, so many people are suffering and I can't even make a living, which I want to help. The two things I would say are, one, rich people pay a lot less in taxes as a share of their income than they used to than they did in the 50s and 60s and 70s. It's my accountant. It's, and, it's, 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 two, no, it's the law. <laughs> it really is. And two... Is it I'm not married? If you look at how rich people... Because <laughs> that one's not on the table. <laughs> if you look at how rich people have done, even after taxes, over the last few generations, and not just rich people, upper-middle-class people as well, people like university professors and journalists at national publications, <laughs> they've done fine, okay. and even after taxes, and working-class people haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, what are the thought panel's thoughts on Elon Musk becoming Twitter's single largest shareholder? I'm for it. Do you think his influence will have a positive or never negative impact on the platform? I loved hearing from the, the um, employees who had worked with him, <laughs> under him, in previous capacities who were saying, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? I mean, he has shut down conversations before. Will he be able to do this here, et cetera? I'm not a big... Wait, wait. Who's shut down conversations? Elon Musk. Uh, where? In his company. It was... Uh, I don't, uh, again, over... this, I think, was this New York Times today? I, some, you know, you read... I read only respectable publications, I can uh, assure you. you read, it sounds like, it sounds like you only read publications that you already agree with. Not true. That's not true. Uh, Amazon it sounds that way figured to me. me out because I read so much conservative stuff. You know I read all the wackos on the radical right. Read my books. You will see that I read their stuff in close detail. Yeah. You, can't, well, you can get me on the other stuff. You can call me humorless. My honest reaction to the Elon Musk news, are we going to have to read Donald Trump's tweets again soon? That was my honest, that was like my my human reaction. Which is a a tough one, because once they took Trump off Twitter, things did get better. But but it's it's a terrible, it's bad for free speech, and and, and then they're going to go somewhere, and then the resentment, and then the idea that, well, you know, the, the people who are ganging up against us, the media and big tech and big government, I mean, that's the convoy. You know, those convoys in Canada and all over the world. People are like, what are they so upset about? Like, it's hard to delve into that, but it's some sort of thing. Yes? I don't want to get provoke you to use your Second Amendment rights on me, but this is one of these moments where I wish I had my pocket copy of the Constitution because so much of the discussion of free speech in this country 
is not informed by the text of the First Amendment, which protects us from Congress, from government, taking away our free speech rights. But we don't have to listen to all speech that we disagree with, that's unpleasant, that's obnoxious. Like, when I was a kid, like, my mom taught me manners. Who decides what's obnoxious? I could read you No, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, for a a private employer can fire no one... someone for anything. You know, if you don't have a union contract, a private employer can fire you because they don't like the color of your hair or the way you smiled or, you know, yeah. what shirt you wore. They can fire you I'm for not, anything. I'm not sure so they can I'm... do that anymore, but... They actually can, unless it's discrimination, unless it's been outlawed by law. They can. So, but, but my point is that there's a difference between government shutting down speech, as we're seeing in these Republican-controlled states that are saying, don't say, don't say gay, you know, um, you know, teachers can't, can't talk about the truth of American history, all of this stuff. That is deeply alarming. But if I decide something's not funny and I walk away or I think a book is obnoxious, I don't have to buy it. Like, that's my freedom. That's... And their free speech is to say those things, but they don't have a right to well, it's force a, it's me a, into it's listening. A, well, it's a... No, of course you don't have to f- turn on the TV if there's something you don't like, but that's different. I mean, and we live in a different age where Twitter is the market, the public square now. If you deny someone's right to speak on Twitter, you're basically saying you don't have free speech rights. I mean, that's where it is. We're not living in 1980 anymore. This is a different world we live in where social media controls this. So social media is sort of a... Well, I mean, it's it's living in a, in a space that's not exactly a publication... But it's not exactly a private company either. It's tricky. And that's what we have to do. It is. That's why it's so tricky. Because, I mean, CBS and ABC and NBC and the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, I think they fit the description you just gave of Twitter. Let's go back 50 years ago, right? When when, When those media dominated the public discussion. Right. Right? But they didn't air lies about election fraud, mm-hmm. right? You couldn't turn on Walter Cronkite and hear, like, actually, Barry Goldwater won the election, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, but, but that's now but what see, you get on Twitter. I understand, from but, Trump. but Twitter also said you couldn't, they banned you talking about whether co- coronavirus came from a lab. Right. And it may well have, and even the Biden administration admits that now. We don't know where coronavirus came from, but there's no reason to think it couldn't have emerged from a lab. They had a lab in Wuhan that was studying coronavirus, right. no, no. and you couldn't even discuss this. No, no, I think, I mean, that's outrageous. Well, I, think, I think that's what Elon Musk wants to fix at Twitter. I think, I think what's so. tricky is, to me... There was me, a context, though, also of elderly Asians being just randomly attacked on the street. That's nothing know? to do with that. Well, the president of the United States was calling it the China virus. Right. It, every virus has been called from the place it came from. I could list you ten different viruses. Ebola virus, the West Nile virus, MERS was Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. You agree, they were all named from where they came from, and Spanish flu. Nobody ever gave a shit. Suddenly, it was about racism. But you agree Trump was trying Of course. To that's, Trump always makes everything worse. Yeah. We can't use that as the standard. But to say that we can't... But, I mean, talk about indoctrination. But I actually, to say that you can't talk about whether the virus came from a lab because it was in Asia and that's somehow anti-Asian racism, that's insane. To connect no, but to... I, I don't think I'm saying that either. I think you know oh, I'm not. I thought Again, you were. Back no, to not... Well, you brought it up. No, but it's it is. back to balance. But, but I, think that, I actually I think, think there's a, there's a common lacking. thread there, right? Yeah. Which is, I think, a lot of liberals saw conservatives 
doing really wacky stuff about on COVID, right? Like not taking the vaccine, right? And so they demanding assumed, ivermectin and from so tired they nurses, that and also he, lied about ivermectin yeah. and said it was only yeah. a horse medicine and it wasn't. That's also a half truth. Most liberals would have told you ivermectin was horse dewormer when it's been prescribed millions and millions of times for humans. That's what I think. I can never trust anybody because I only get half the story. Well, but so. I think the mistake that liberals are making here is liberals say they see conservatives doing something that is outrageous and wrong, and they basically say, well, then there's nothing wrong with us going totally in the other direction. Right. And I think that's true on both of these things. And I actually think it ends up hurting progressive ideals, right? So, yes, the racism that Asian Americans experienced in this country was absolutely horrific, and Donald Trump and members of the Republican Party fomented that racism, right? And they, have a, they, they are partly responsible for those attacks on Asian Americans. Calling that out is incredibly important. Saying that you can't discuss the lab leak hypothesis. I, I don't which believe I, that. No, I know yeah. you don't. I know yeah, you yeah. don't. But there are definitely yeah. people That's what who Twitter said, did. we get can't back to discuss work. it. Right. That doesn't do anything to combat Asian American racism, right? Just as wearing a cloth mask to keep yourself from getting chin vid right. doesn't actually <laughs> protect people who are immunocompromised. And I just think it's really important that liberals are supposed to be the people who believe in science and ideas, and I think they often do. Just make sure you keep that theory and you don't decide that if conservatives are saying it, it has to be wrong, and I'm going to go in the other direction. And I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Right? Right. Look, look for truth. Right. Yeah. We will. Thank you very much. Thank you both. Thank you. Really fun. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.